you're listening to Youth and Loud, Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. On this episode, we talk about the nature of bullying and how to respond to it. We're joined in the studio with Georgia, Amara and Andrew from Braybrook College and Jack, Nathan and Andrew from Sin Radio. We'll also be talking with Danny Levy from Project Rocket for the second part of this episode. Um, so welcome to the latest episode of Youth and Loud. Today we're having a discussion about bullying, and it's pretty cool. We're joined in the studio with three students from Braybrook College, uh, Georgia, Amar, and Andrew. Uh, we're also joined in the studio with Jack, who is the co-executive producer for Get Serial, um, with Nathan, who also helps out on Get Serial on Wednesdays, and with Andrew, who is also part of Get Serial. So three breakfast, early morning people. Um, join us as well. So just to kick us off, guys, why don't you tell us a little bit um, about yourself, starting with you, Jack, um, and just tell us what, what life looks like for you at the moment. So basically for me, I um, basically production or radio producing is where I want to be for a career. So the work that I'm doing with Sin at the moment is I'm on the right path. Um, I recently went in to see um, Hamish and Andy over at Fox FM yeah, um, a couple of days ago, which was, guys. which was amazing. Um, and they, look, it's basically just getting my life together and going, well, all right, I've got all this experience, so now I need to turn it into a paid uh, paid role. So that's where I see myself um, now, and hopefully down the track, then we we get paid for it. So that's where I am at the moment. Awesome. And Jack is quite a veteran with Sin. He's very helpful to myself and other people around the house with his uh, knowledge and experience. So it's good to have you here today, Jack. Um, so, Georgia, what about yourself? Um, so, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what life looks like for you at the moment. All right. So, I'm a Year 9 student at Braybrook College. Um, I, I I love to sing. I love to dance. Are you um, going to sing a song for us? I'm just kidding, Georgia. No, no. No, sorry. It's <laughs> all good. Um, well, when I grow up, oh, well, I kind of am grown up, but when I, when I graduate, I would like to uh, study medicine. I want to um, join the Navy for a few years as a medical officer. Then after that, maybe become a neurosurgeon somewhere in the surgery field. But now I'm, I'm going good, um, good with my subjects, I hope, I think, yeah, I know. And yeah, that's really it. <laughs> Beautiful. And thanks again for coming today, uh, Georgia. Um, so what about yourself, um, Amara? Tell us a little bit about what your life looks like at the moment. Um, I'm Amara, and just like Georgia, I go Braybrook, and um, uh, life is going pretty good at the moment. As of now, I don't really know what I want to do when I'm older, but I've participated in lots of different things that can give me more of like an option, like doing acting and singing and playing instruments, and yeah, I enjoy school, kind of. <laughs> I like that kind of at the end. Yes. And <laughs> I think that's uh, an experience for a lot of people in school. I enjoy it, kind of. Yeah, I like lunch and snack only. <laughs> yeah, good times. Eat and talk with friends, best yes. parts of school for sure. And yeah, yes. Beautiful. Um, and what's uh, what's been your most favourite thing to act so far? Um, last year I was in a school play, which is Lord of the Flies, and like... It was with everyone that's here, Andrew and Georgia and other people that I really like. Um, it was a very good experience and, yeah, 
we I also did Cinderella, which was a year seven and eight play, but mm. I liked Lord of the Flies better. And yeah. Awesome. Um, so what about you, Andrew? Just tell us a little bit about yourself and what your life looks like at uh, the moment. <clears throat> yeah, um, my name is Andrew, and I uh, just like these two, I also go to Brewer College. Um, I've been in a few plays uh, at my college, and my favourite play that I've done is also Lord of the Flies. Um, I felt like my role that I had was like perfect for me because it was my my character is like very scared and doesn't really like cooperate much but <laughs> yeah um when I'm older I would really like to be or yeah I would really like to be an actor and I'm thinking of trying to uh trying out more subjects that help me through the acting career yeah awesome yeah well thanks again for coming today Andrew yeah and we move to the other Andrew um there is two Andrews in the studio at the moment but they are not the same person I assure you no, we try so, and group together all our Andrews in the one corner <laughs> just to, to mix things off a bit make it interesting Definitely. um so how goes it Andrew good good at the moment I'm standing in a radio studio but I've, um, I'm at the moment just uh, sort of working through working through the comedy I've just finished a show at the comedy festival so that's sort of the stress and shock and Excitement of that is still wearing off and probably will until the next show. But um, last year I was the executive producer of In Joke, so I was pretty involved in Sin last year and still trying to stay pretty involved doing doing get serial and stuff. But uh, but but yes, very very excited and looking forward to this discussion about bullying. Yeah, Definitely. awesome. And thanks again for coming, uh, Andrew. That's appreciated. And Nathan, luck, lucky last but not least, how goes it? I'm really well. I'm. I feel like I'm going to be the hunchback after this. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what your life looks like at the moment. Sure. So I'm a single man at the moment, living in an apartment with a cat. Um, my life basically consists of get cereal and a couple of other things. And it's fair to say I'm not as helpful as Jack around the house. Do you live with Jack? No. <laughs> as in the same house. What relation? If it's any consolation, uh, Nathan, I've got the joke. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what joke? Um, it's funny, everyone else is slower than me. We should clarify, the House of Sin is what we call our offices. We're not just... All the people at Sin don't live in the same building. <laughs> <laughs> not for not after a few years. Anyway. Share the one the one bathroom, the one bed. I'm going to stop now. Do we have a this bathroom? This is going <laughs> to... Oh, no, that's not our bathroom. <laughs> Whose bathroom is that? I've been using, like, someone's bathroom. Anyway, I've decided that I will stop and move on. You're listening to Youth and Loud... Um, so, uh, the next question is, uh, when you think of the word bullying, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, so starting with you, perhaps, uh, Georgia? Well, the first thing that comes to mind when the word bullying is mentioned is, of course, um, a bully. So, a person, a really mean person who is well, bullying, taking, like, you know, hurting someone else, either physically or emotionally, verbally, um... And that's, um, sorry to, to interrupt, um, I just wanted to add that that's such an important point that bullying isn't just physically, it can also be a, a mental kind of bullying, it can be emotional, um, it can be uh, spiritual, so there's a range of different ways that a yeah. person can get bullies, that's a really good insight, yeah, Georgia. That's, that's really it when I think about bullying. Yeah, no worries. Um, and what about you say, self, Amara? Um, I'd say bullying is targeting someone that doesn't really want to be targeted obviously um they're like picked on for things that makes them themselves kind of like themselves like as an individual kind of and mm. yeah and um, what about you Andrew um what I think about when I hear the word bullying is superiority like 
people just wants to be just feel I feel like people who are doing the bully just wants to climb the like everyone that is involved in it has created a social ladder that they have to climb up in order to be cooler and yeah I just think that when um, the word bullying is mentioned I just think of the word superiority so do you think that um, <coughs> bullying has something to do with uh, a person trying to be cool or trying to, to fit in so they might pick on someone else for that reason is that kind of what you're saying Andrew mm, yeah yeah I think yeah that's all right it's a good um, it's a good thought um, and what about uh, you, Nathan, and, and Andrew? Do you have any thoughts about what you think of when you uh, hear the word bullying? I'd say I think of um, alienation control, um, especially, you know, ha- having, you know, witnessed it, especially, you know, as as an adult and looking at the, the way kids are bullied, you know, especially with the technology we have today. That's just all I can really dumb it down to. And I think um, you mentioned another really good point there, Nathan, and that's the the ways a person can be bullying. And, of course, that involves cyberbullying, that it doesn't just have to be in person or face-to-face. It can be on Facebook or via email, and that can be uh, yeah. just as harmful, and I And I think. find that's the downside to our technology today is the fact that you, ca- you can't escape it. It's always there. Yeah, that's it. Technology is very paramount in the modern world that we live in, and I think that uh, that brings the the best and the worst. So it can be really helpful to communicate quickly with people. If you want to run a business or something like that, it's very handy um, to stay in touch with people. But on the flip side, it's easy to, to pick on someone um, and to bully. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add, Andrew? Not really. I think that was a very good description, exactly. I think you completely summed it up perfectly. And especially, like you say, about the superiority thing, because I think as a, as a hierarchy, the bullies, like you say, like to establish. And it's almost a man, uh, a sort of dog-eat-dog situation about it, which almost justifies it and sort of gives and motivates them to do it. And I think I think that is definitely at the root of, of bullying. The other thing I'd say, though, is it's it's not just children. You know, a lot of descriptions describe bullying as a child issue. But I'm sure, and I can see it many, you know, all over the place in huge, in, on huge scales and on small scales, the bullying continues into adulthood and into uni mm. and into work. And I think that's one thing to never forget about bullying is that it doesn't just stop when you, when you become an adult or it doesn't just stop when you leave school. But in many ways, if you don't, particularly if you don't deal with it while it's in school, it can continue for you know, a person's whole life. Mm. I think you're right, Andrew. You know, it's not just um, children or kids who can experience bullying. It can be high school, university, it can be in a workplace. Um, it can be when you're, when you're six years old or really old. So, yeah. Exactly. It's a sort of insidious mix of people and the wrong types of personality and, and any kind of environment where there's competition and where there's you know, that hierarchy and where there's, where there's people who don't get along with each other at the best of times who are then suddenly forced into this institution. I think that's any, any environment like that can breed bullying. I wonder how much of that might be connected to a person's identity. Um, like I guess if you are in a situation where you know it's competitive and you do want to be on top and you want to be number one how much of that is connected to your person like one of the persons thinking oh you know i must win to be worthy to be valued as a person if i'm not on top then i'm nothing um and i wonder if that's a misconception that some people well even while we're on the topic of bullying once you've been bullied um it it stays with you so you may have been bullied when you were for example 10 years old and you might be 50 and you'd still think, oh, either why was I bullied? Um, Oh, I still remember that feeling. And it can even be triggered at different moments. So if you 
if you ever got bullied, some people may bring things up, um, an event may happen, and you think, oh, you, you think down of yourself. I don't, mm. I don't know how to word it, yeah. No, that's a really good point. I mean, um, you're really touching on the effects that bullying can have on a person, and they, they can be long-life effects. So it's not necessarily something which lasts in the moment or bothers you for a week. Um, in some situation, the effects of bullying can be uh, lifelong and can be quite catastrophic. Um, yeah, and I think that can be, you know, connected to a person believing that they're not loved by people, so they might be distant from people, they might be shy to make friends because they think, oh, no one cares about me anyway, and that could all could have stemmed from someone bullying them. Um, and, you know, we were actually told, you know, when I, back when I was in Year 9 that, you know, bullying is a lot like, you know, cutting the, the back off a tube of toothpaste and squeezing it all out because you can't scoop it back in. So once everything's out there, it's out there to stay. Mm. And, it yeah, it carries with you your whole life. Yeah, good point, Nath, good point. Can I ask you guys, just as a question to, to start off from, where do you think bullying starts? Where, where, what do you think is the incident or the sort of general general... Uh, sort of catalyst that, that causes something from being just a disagreement into bullying or just a just a falling out into actual bullying. Where does it begin? Well, bullying bullying can begin by like the bully feeling weaker and trying to pick on someone so they can feel feel like the superior one. How we had said before, mm. and um, maybe. I think think kind of that's where it starts, and then other factors may come into play, like something the uh, person who's is being bullying may have said, or um, something they may have written, and things like that. Yeah, it's it's an excellent point. I think um I've heard it said before that often someone who becomes a bully has experienced bullying themselves um, in their lifetime. Um, so it can just be behaviour that they've witnessed and seen and they're copying that. Um, they might literally not know how else to respond because no one has, has taught them. Um, and we know that in Australia, um, a lot of people do grow up in, in families and they do grow up with a mum and a dad who can teach them these lifelong lessons about, you know, being kind to people and, and sharing and, and being inclusive towards others who are around you. But unfortunately, there's still uh, a lot of people in Australia, young people and kids, um, especially who don't grow up with a mum and dad. And unfortunately, they might not get that valuable lifelong lessons that other people do. Um, they might be in, in, in state care and have to live with someone who is not their, their family, not their parents. Um, so it's just, um, yeah, they might miss out on that kind of teaching. Um, so, yeah, I hope that made sense. Um, I think that sometimes they might not know better mm. and they might need someone to explain and to teach them. Yeah, sometimes they don't even know that they're bullying the person. That's yeah. it, yeah. And it can just be a joke. It can just be kind of a, a fun thing to do. Um, and someone might have done that to them, you know. Oh, look at your hair. It looks like a, it looks like a, a mop. That's funny. Ha ha ha. And then they see someone else the next day with a funny hair. So, oh, your hair looks like a mop. They're just, you know, having fun. They don't mean to pick on someone, but that can really hurt. I lost my train of thought. So, <laughs> um, you're allowed to laugh, by the way. I give you permission to laugh, so don't <laughs> feel right. like don't feel it's like you've got to hold in your laugh like it's a it's a bad thing or something. Laugh is quite natural, and Andrew will uh, contest with that. So De definitely, definitely, no one seems to laugh at my stuff, but I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure laughter is good. Um, yeah. You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. 
If you'd like to find out more about the show, or if there's a topic idea you want to discuss, you can check us out on Facebook. And give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. Cool, okay, so the next question is, um, has there ever been a time in your life when you have witnessed someone else being bullied, and do you feel comfortable sharing that experience? Sure. Well, I, um, I'm lucky in that I haven't really come across many people being bullied um, in my time. But if I was in that situation, and I think, you know, when you, when you think about bullying and people and how you deal with it, you know, people will probably say, you know, speak to a teacher or something like that. But when you're out of high school uh, or even primary school for that matter, that kind of, that theory kind of goes out the window. Um, so I think that it just... What theory was that, sorry? Oh, well, the theory is that if you... If you're seeing someone bully, being bullied, go and tell a teacher or someone you trust. I think, but as you get older, I think it. If you're comfortable doing this, I feel like you need to actually go up to that person yourself and go, "Look, I'm just an outsider here, and this is how I'm how I feel like this is being this is happening." Um, you may just want to keep an eye on that. Um, you may just want to make sure that you're not offending the person or something like that. Yeah, you know, they may be laughing it off, or they may be visibly upset, but you may maybe even speaking to the people, person who's bullying first mm. um, and maybe putting your opinion in as a bystander. I don't know. But that's maybe one way as well. Yeah, and I think um, that, that can be something which could work to pr- approach the bully and say, um, look, I know you might have meant this as a joke, but I just felt like it really affected the person. Um, so you might want to be a little bit more careful about what words you use next time. Um, however, with that, I think the bottom line is uh, whether or not it's, it's safe for you to do that. So if you don't feel safe approaching the bully, then I'd recommend not to. But if you, do, if you do feel safe and you feel like you're not going to be in danger, then you can approach them. Um, and it could just be a, little, uh, a slight little word, perhaps, that a close friend might have said to another close friend. And you've just noticed that, oh, they've reacted quite badly. Like, they pulled their head down and I think I saw a tear in their eye. Um, so in that situation, because you, you know the person well, um, it's probably okay to talk to your friend and say, look, you might not have meant it, but I think you really affected um, our other close friend, and I think just be a little bit more careful with your words next time. Um, so what about uh, you, Amara? Have you ever witnessed uh, bullying? Um, just like if you're at school, you're kind of like expected to fit into a criteria of like how you should be or what you should even online like what you should post and stuff and um for example like everyone at school we all wear like the same uniform and all these all these things and when we have days where we can like dress how we want or go to these like events at school like athletics um obviously some kids like are more outgoing than others and like want to wear something more different and like recently we had athletics mm-hmm. we had an athletics day and there was like um there was like a boy who was wearing he was wearing he was wearing something like different that not someone would wear like I don't know how to explain it but yeah and some people would think it was cool but like you would see lots of kids like, teasing him for what he was wearing okay. and if he had a type of food that he would be eating they would like take it from him and it's kind of like it's like frustrating to see someone and obviously I would like who wants to be themselves kind of being targeted and Mm. stuff and 
Um, so I guess yeah. you're saying that uh, when you saw this person who was dressed differently and he was being teased, that you felt frustrated mm-hmm. about that situation. Yeah. In that situation, you're saying that the person was being teased because he was wearing something different, but eventually there were people who did stand up for him and mm-hmm. did kind of intervene and, yeah. and help him. Because um, I feel like at our school, we don't really have many bullies, like yeah. many people who are doing that kind of thing because our school really promotes that like anti-bullying okay, and awesome. yeah, yeah when there is it's kind of something that's like really like oh these people are just not really nice but right like yep. back to what happened i feel like um the people that like tried to stop it they kind of went into like bullying the person bullying the bully kind of and right yeah like bully i don't know like so they yeah. did uh they did stop it but they were kind of like doing the same but, yeah they're kind of being mm. negative to the other person when they could have just like told them how like to not stop the situation how to stop the situation yeah and i think that's something we discuss um a little bit later on (laughs) how how do we respond to bullying and you know is there a right way and a wrong way to to handle bullying situation um and i think from what you're saying that you know retaliating by bullying the bully um is perhaps an overreaction um and, and doesn't help in the end um this leads to a really good other question that I've got. Um, so there might be a situation at school or at university where a group of people is teasing someone and it could just be for a joke or just to have fun, but you can really tell that it's affecting the person, that it's getting to them. Um, how hard is it to stand against the group, to, to go against the crowd in that situation and not participate in, in teasing someone? Um. It's actually kind of hard because, like, just, like, it's basically what bullying is, trying to fit in and being teased for it. So, obviously, someone would try to be friends with people and if you're not really doing what they're, like, if they're peer pressuring you and you don't really want to take part in whatever's happening, it's actually kind of hard because either way you're going to end up being... It's, like, going to end up being negative, kind of, because they're going to, like react negatively to you and not really like your decision to not participate in what they wanted to do. I know what you mean. I think, I guess, um, you know, as, as people, it's quite natural to, to want to fit in. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. That's just, um, again, part of being human and it's, it's okay to want to mm-hmm. fit in. Um, but it is hard to, you know, fight against that and to uh, stick up for someone who is being bullied when it might put that acceptance with your peers at risk. You're listening to Youth and Loud. Um, I, I thought of another question um, in connection to this. How important do you think is it for us to not be judgmental towards the bully and to have a sense of compassion um, towards the bully? Oh, yeah, it's um, it's very important because you don't know what the bully's life is like. The mm. bully's life could be worse than than yours than the person who's being bullied that's just their way to respond to the situation that's Mm -hmm. just their way of feeling special they may not have had a good childhood or they might not have a good life full stop Mm -hmm. but um i think when we're responding to bullies i think um we should really take into account oh um what how is this person's life um what situations are they going through now Mm -hmm. why are they doing this and what makes them feel the need to bully someone. Yeah. 
You, you make such a good point, um, George, and I think it leads to having an understanding that there could be someone who is being a bully who was picking on someone else, but their whole life might have been really out of their control. So they might have been through situations at home, they might be moving around foster care, or um, and they feel like their life is un- uncontrollable. They might have moved school, to s- school f- a few times, and perhaps for them, uh, picking on someone is the only thing they can do to get back and gain a sense of control. They feel like, you know, I'm going to pick on this one because that's the one thing in my life I know I'm in control of. Mm-hmm. Everything else is unpredictable. Everything else, I don't know what's going to happen next. But I know that I can control this person. Um, so, And sometimes it can literally just be, be a sense of, well, you know, because I'm angry or because my home situation isn't great, I've therefore just got to find a way to release that anger. And yeah, because they may point, not yeah. know how to do that. The only way it comes out is by, you know, bullying other people. Yeah, I think that's a good point, um, Jack. I was about to comment on it's that. It's Nathan. Uh, Nathan, <laughs> I was testing both of you and you passed. I wanted to test whether or not you were paying attention. Unfortunately, so, I'm not as good looking as Jack. <laughs> I have so to suck up to my, my boss. But, um, that's, that's what I was going to say. Um, sorry, do you want to... radio. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Jack is Nathan's boss. Pretty much. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I was going to say that yeah, it can be, I think, Nathan, a way to, to vent as well. They they feel like they, they build up all this frustration or all this anger about um, the circumstances that are happening in their life, and for them it might be a way just to let loose, just to vent. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything you wanted to add to that, Jack? I, look, I'm of the opinion where I find it very difficult to show sympathy to, towards the bully. Look, we don't know what the circumstances are of... The situation it could be that it could be just verbal or it could be physical or it could be online who knows um but i don't think that we can say that oh i don't think we can use the bully's home situation as an excuse or use their circumstances as an excuse they've still affected this person in a way that hasn't made them feel comfortable or mm. or well so i think that I find it very difficult to show sympathy, yeah. um, putting it that way. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good point, Jack. I guess that um, regardless of a person's upbringing or background, I don't think that can justify them bullying another. Like, it doesn't make it right or okay, but I think it can just give us some understanding, some compassion towards, okay, they might do this because of this. It's still wrong. They still shouldn't do it, but at least understand why they do it. Um, yeah. So I guess coming back to what we were talking about before... Um, if you do come across a, a person at school that is being bullied, what do you think we can do to show support towards that person? Um, Andrew, what, what do you think? Um, I'd tell them to uh, try to like not feed the bully and give them what the bully wants from them, f- from you. Like for example, if you like, d- um, say so if uh, when a bully bullies you they obviously want your attention and wants a reaction uh, yeah a reaction I was trying to get the word um, they obviously want a reaction from you and if you slowly stop giving them a reaction then they'll just stop and they will like think that you've finally got no they'll just stop because you're not giving them anything at all for mm-hmm. them to work what on what if that backfires what do you mean and they bully harder what do you mean no, I think um, I think you do make a good point. Is that you know you can encourage your friend that if they are being picked on, um, to don't retaliate in the same 
in the same emotion. Yeah. So if the bully is, you know, angry and he's trying to, to stir you up, don't react in anger. Um, maybe it's best to ignore it for the time being and then go and talk to a teacher or talk to the school counselor and say, look, I've got a situation, I need help. And then they can handle it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that if we do react in that same emotional, in the same yeah. spirit and respond with violence or, or, or anger, it can just kind of go around in, in a circle um, so that they, they get you, you get them back. They get your friends, they get you back, you get your mates and get them back. And it's kind of a never-ending circle of, of chaos and, and, and trauma. Um, and it just it just keeps going. Yeah, it doesn't resolve the problem. It doesn't, yeah. Um, and I think it, it can be natural to, to do that. It can be natural to, oh, they got me and I'm going to get them back good. Um, but I think that... Um, you're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. If you'd like to find out more about the show, or if there's a topic idea you want to discuss, you can check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. Yeah, this this does lead into another question which I was going to ask. Do you think that forgiveness plays a part in being bullied? Um, How important do you think forgiveness is? Um, Well, forgiveness does play a part in in this situation, but maybe I think you you can't forgive someone too quickly. So... You need. They need to. Um, the person who is being bullied needs to actually, like, let time pass. Let the bully, you know, maybe settle down, or let um, teachers, coordinators, um, sort out the situation, and then forgive. So don't let this. Um, don't let the incident happen, and then maybe the next day say, "Oh, yeah, I forgive you if it's really bad." Mm. But I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good point. Did you want to add to uh, that? Yeah, Andrew? and it's um, good to forgive us all because you wouldn't want to be holding a grudge from, from like a, a thing that happens that is already sorted out already, like five years ago. Because mm. then it, there's no good intentions in that for yeah. keeping holding a grudge on, not like forgiving them yet. So, yeah. and uh, are you saying that I guess if we don't forgive and we hold a grudge that we carry that baggage yeah. with us wherever yeah. we go in life and so it becomes you, like, a burden to us yeah if you forgive then you're just like, letting it go and you're like okay I can finally move on now because mm. that's over um, yeah excellent point I really agree because yeah. the thing is too people and people don't realise like holding unforgiveness against someone it doesn't hurt them it only hurts you because I've heard of instances where you know people get bullied and and they remember the hurtful, you know, names they were called and then they meet up with the person, you know, years later when they're both grown adults, you know, down the shops and the other person's completely forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And one person still remembers, you know, you called me in eighth grade, whatever it was. And, you know, they, they just... So it's... What I'm saying is, you know, there's no use holding on to it because, you know, chances are maybe the bully's just forgotten all about it and moved on and you're still stuck. Yeah, it's a good point, and often, um, often uh, different groups of therapists or counselors will say that it's uh, it's healthy for the person who has experienced her to to do the best they can to forgive them and to make that decision. But coming back to what you said before, Georgia, that doesn't mean you deny what happened. It's still important to acknowledge that you know this did happen and it really hurt me. 
and it really affected me and I need to acknowledge that, you know, this isn't a good thing. Um, but then after you've gone perhaps through a grieving process, you can then forgive them. Was that kind of what you were saying? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And could I just add, um, is it Nathan? That's Nathan, yep. yeah. Um, like Nathan said, if you meet someone in the um, store and you, you're still holding on to that grudge from eighth grade, oh, yeah, you called me this and this and you bullied me, and they've forgotten, it may even open up another fight or another thing, like another um, incident. Like, oh, yeah, mm. you forgot already, blah, blah, blah. Um, how could you have forgotten? This was so hurtful. How could you have done this to me? So yeah. we just say that, I guess, uh, unforgiveness can also cause future conflict? Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I think it, I feel like if you forgive someone, it's forgiving what they've done. Like it, um, it can still leave an effect on you and it can still make you feel conscious. Is that the word? I don't know. I don't, like it can make you, you feel still, just heavy hearted. Yeah, or? it can still, like it still has an effect on you. But mm. I feel like forgiving the person for what they've done is, it's healthy for you and it makes you less on edge when you see the person or that. But like it still can affect someone yeah. and it also and it also um makes you look like the better person as well because like you're over it now it's mm. okay you're stronger than who you were before yeah so hmm. excellent thoughts i like it i like it is there anything you wanted to add andrew not, re- not really no no I, I must confess i personally haven't had much first-hand experience with bullying i've been pretty lucky in that regard but you're definitely right i think must I think, be good humor yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just make fun of it but no it's uh, no i think i think you're right i think and it's interesting what you're saying before about how you should you should not forgive for straight away because I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think I think you've, you've got to be merciful, but at the same time it, it has no effect if you don't sort of, if you don't if you don't if you just concede. And I worry if perhaps that that leaves it open to sort of to happening again or, or not truly resolving the situ the issue. So I think you're completely right. And I and and it's interesting you were saying about how it opens. You know, could could you know start up again later in life. I know people that have you know they're some of their best friends today. For people who bullied them in in, um, in in school, you know, I think I think I think a lot of the problem with bullying is about interests, and I think people who don't share interests are more likely to bully each other or fall into a position where they can be bullied by someone than if you share those similar interests. And it's interesting how people often you know often do to become friends, you know, and just which just shows how false and how superficial the idea of bullying is. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're listening to Youth and Loud. All right, we might move on to uh, the next question. So has there ever been a time in your life when you've personally um, experienced bullying and what was that experience like for you? What about you, Jack? Yeah, all right. So I might, I might um, jump in here. And it's funny because look, we use the term bullying. I'm going to use this quite loosely, this term, because I understand that this particular type of bullying in inverted commas was uh, it was over it was online um, I had left my Facebook account open um, at our office and I found that they the person had posted a um, the video clip of uh, my hunts by black eyed peace so nostalgic fantastic but it was like just spreading the Fergie love for this, this, and this. And it's like uh, public service announcement this Facebook account was left open, so I'm going to leave this here. And I'm like, well. You know, you know, I wouldn't have actually posted something. Like, at least it wasn't scandalous or malicious. But like, it's like get out of my Facebook account. You know, don't don't post what I don't post without my permission, sort of thing. So, if you think about it, that could be considered bullying. But knowing that, knowing my colleagues, there was no um, malicious intent um, to that either. So, that's a bit of cyberbullying for you as well. 
Um, and if wait. sorry, no wait. I'll just um, say it. No, go for it. If you want to add something. Um, like I feel like nowadays, like looking at like for example, like what's the social media like <laughs> Snapchat or something. Mm. That's something very popular with people my age nowadays. We use it all the time, and I feel like even in real life, I feel like bullying has become more like of like a loose term. Like we can like say stuff uh, to each other. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like people w- might consider it as bullying and others like lots of different friends talk to each other in the sort of way like they might like tease each other and some people might think of it as bullying like i feel like over time people don't say things to really hurt them and it depends on the person's like s- like strength and how they can take something yeah and i think um i think that's an excellent point um amara and i think the part of that is being sensitive to how the words i say and the things i do affect the people around me and if we know someone uh, really well, and we know that if I if I make a joke about this because I know them so well, I know mm. that's not going to affect them. I know they're not going to take yeah. it personally. But if there's people we don't know, then perhaps that calls for more sensitivity about the words we use and how that's going to affect the person. Um, and I think that uh, some people have a stronger emotional colours, mm. um, like you know the colours you get on your finger if you you know if you sew if you pick it long enough it becomes hard yeah. um, some people have a stronger emotional colors and they can take a joke um, a lot more easily than other people other people <coughs> are a lot more sensitive and might really affect them so part of it yeah is just being aware about okay um, you know is this going to really affect the person should I think before I speak here um, yeah good yeah point. and I think the scary thing today Peter is that you know bullying takes so many different forms I mean much like you know much like the flu, so to speak. Like, there's just so many different forms and it gets to the stage where there can also be different motives for bullying. Like, it, like in my case, it was it was more about, like, because you can bully for, you know, some people bully for power, some people bully, you know, in my case, for, you know, con- control and domination. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you've kind of just, just got to try to combat it. And I think, you know, even... You know, as a as an adult, it's it's really hard to, you know, kind of fight. And I think that uh, links quite well to the next question I've got, which um, might apply to to, to to all of you guys. And that is, uh, if you do experience bullying in the future, and if someone picks on you, what do you think the the best way is to respond? Um, if I was to uh, be bullied uh, later on, I would find what I like distract myself from it and not try to get it take it to heart so I would find what I like to do for example I really like drawing and it really gives me something to think about and look forward to so I would my mind would just be totally distracted from the what the bully has said to me hmm. and what if it um I guess uh, Andrew if it's something which keeps happening uh, perhaps uh, on a daily basis in an in, 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 in extreme situation um, distraction I think is is really good to handle it in the moment but how could you deal with it long term if it keeps happening? If someone keeps picking on you and you, it's really bothering you, how could you handle it? If it's consistent and it's the same thing, I would like to think that this is the only thing they could say about me. Like I, I would just expect it every time, and I wouldn't like, because yeah, like because you know that the, that's the only thing the bully can say to you. There's nothing else, and it just gets. And once again, if you show them no reaction or anything, they will just eventually stop. So I guess um, you're saying that part of your action is to know that, you know, I, I know who I am in myself. Yeah. I know who I am. And I'm not going to, you know, take 
the words it's of this like, book who are you seriously to, like, or honestly. Yeah. So you're kind of saying that you're just making that, having that mindset that, you know, I'm not going to let this person tell me who I am. I'm going to tell me who I am. Yeah. And I know that I'm not a loser or not uh, a weirdo or whatever it is they call you. So is is that kind of what you're saying, part of having that yeah. self-confidence? Yeah, it's um, basically like the, the, I would like to think the boy has no right to change who you are for a certain reason is who like who are they to tell yeah. who, who are them to who are they to judge your yeah. life and stuff like that yeah and, and i agree i think that um the bullying doesn't have any right to, to to change you or to change anyone and i think it does have a lot to how we respond to that um yeah it's a good point though good point um um i feel like a thing that is like told to lots of people my age is like talk to a coordinator or talk to this person, talk to someone older or something. I feel like for everyone my age, I feel like speaking on behalf of everyone my age, it'd be something like, it's kind of hard to do that. Like, it's just like going to your parents and telling them what's going on. It's like, it's harder. And I feel like that rule is kind of like expecting more than from that person. Like if they're targeted every day and they feel down about themselves, I feel like something that I like always think about is like if... For example, I'm not, but if I was to be bullied, I feel like I wouldn't feel comfortable to go tell someone because then, for example, the bully might find out and be like, oh, for example, they might say, oh, you're a snitch or you might tell on people. And they could it mm. could make the situation worse, kind of. So yeah. I feel like a way is like to not confront, but talk to the bully themselves. And if they don't listen, it's kind of hard to talk to someone older because it just makes it worse yeah 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 i feel like they'd just be like oh why are you telling on me and why you just why are you making it worse and they think it's not that much of a big deal but and i think you're exactly right because you know as you know again coming from an adult that's lived with you know various people over my years you know you get to the point where you know you're taught in school you know tell a teacher tell an adult but when you get to be an adult it's like well who can I tell? And if I do tell someone, are they going to listen to me? It's, that, that's, it's all about alliances. And I really definitely agree with what you say about how you need to find someone. And I think surrounding yourself with people who are on your same wavelength and will listen and will, um, will, will you know, do everything they can to be with you and, and to help you is, is probably the best first thing you can do when you've been bullying is to find some allies. Because would you agree that that takes the pressure off a little bit and that, that having people around you does sort of neutralise the effects of the bully a little bit? But yeah, but I guess um, in addition to what you're saying, how, you know, it might be a little bit uh, daunting to talk to someone if you are being bullied, it could just be to vent. Um, and if you talk to a friend or a family member that you trust, um, it is a way just to, to let out those emotions and to let out what you're going through. Um, but I think it is, you know, I think it is to, to deal with it and not ignore it. Um, and just let let someone deal with it. I don't think that made sense. I lost my thought. <laughs> I, I kind of got, got what you're saying, and I think, as I said before, before, Peter, I think as you get older, it can sometimes actually get harder for for people to actually take what you're what you're saying seriously, especially with like you know teachers in high school. If if they haven't been through what you've been through, or if they don't have to deal with it, they're not necessarily going to make it a priority or worry about it because they don't have to carry it. Yeah, and I think it's about finding people that that can journey alongside you and really help you carry that burden. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's about finding someone you can talk to who's going to genuinely respect what you're saying, who's going to treat your emotions and experience uh, uh, delicately. Um, 
Yeah, so it could be a family member, it could be a friend. Um, I'm not sure what you have at your school, but it might be the, the well-being teacher yeah. or if you've got a counsellor yeah. or chaplain mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so they might be a good person to to talk to. Um, it's all about talking to someone you, you trust. Um, yeah, do you guys have any other... No, I definitely completely and utterly agree with that. But just one curious question. What would you do if you arrived in a new place and you don't know anyone? What's the first step then? Well, I mean, let's let's take it out of the high school context sure. because that sort of did show that it does happen all over the place. What, say, if you arrived in a new town and the locals are all extremely sort of, you know, antsy and don't seem to get along with you, What? how how would you find people? How What is a good way of finding people who will be allies against you, regardless of the situation, regardless of the context and who the bullies are? How do you approach someone to stop them being to help to find an ally against a bully? Did you want to say anything there, Georgia? Uh, or do you want uh, me to come back to you? Uh, maybe come back. I don't, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I think I know. I don't know. Um, I feel like finding first of all, like finding someone your age, someone you can relate to. Um, someone who like shares a common yeah. interest. Like, yeah, like. For example, if you're in the same class as them and you guys have the same opinions on things or if you like the same subjects or something, just some someone you can, first of all, get closer to mm. and have that level of closeness, proximity, is that the word? Yeah. Mm. Um, and just be closer to them and just think of all those things that can help you, like make a friend. Like That's what everyone does when they first come to a new place. Like mm. Find someone you can talk to. I feel like from then you have someone you can have like you can talk to about it and it can lead to more friends and more people that you can talk mm. to about it and makes you more comfortable with the situation. Yeah, it's a great point, Amara. And I think in addition to that, um, it's a it's a bit of a trial and error situation. Um, at the end of the day, we've got to take that risk to trust someone <laughs> and to, to risk being hurt or to risk um, yeah, being rejected. And it's, I think it's just the way life works when it comes to making friends you You've got to be vulnerable and take that risk to get to know someone and you, you might get hurt. That's part of humanity. It's part of life in any age. Um, or it could work out to be a really great friendship. Um, yeah. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add, Georgia? You didn't say it. <laughs> what is it, Georgia? Tell us. Oh, Depending on share your wisdom. <laughs> depending on the um, situation, um, I think at the start maybe just let it. What the bully's saying, just just let it go in through one ear and out the other. Just know that you're better than that. And um, mm. if it does get progressively worse, maybe find someone who you can relate to. Like what we've been saying all this time, find someone who you can relate to, who has common interests, someone you can trust. Um, and maybe someone on the same page as you, because if you're talking to someone who hasn't gone through this or doesn't know how to respond properly to the situation, you might get yourself, you know, deeper and yeah. more hurt. Yeah. Mm. You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. If you'd like to find out more about the show, or if there's a topic idea you want to discuss, you can check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. Um, yeah, do you guys have any other... 
No, I definitely completely and utterly agree with that. But just one curious question. What would you do if you arrived in a new place and you don't know anyone? What's the first step then? Well, I mean, let's let's take it out of the high school context sure. because that sort of did show that it does happen all over the place. What, say, if you arrived in a new town and the locals are all extremely sort of, you know, antsy and don't seem to get along with you? What, how, how would you find people? How, what is a good way of finding people who will be allies against you, regardless of the situation, regardless of the context and who the bullies are? How do you approach someone to stop them being, to help, to find an ally against a bully? Did you want to say anything there, Georgia? Or do you want me to come back to you? Maybe come back. I don't know how to answer that. I think I know. I don't know. I feel like finding, first of all, like finding someone your age, someone you can relate to. Um, Someone who shares a common interest. Yeah, like, for example, if you're in the same class as them and you guys have the same opinions on things or if you like the same subjects or something, just someone you can, first of all, get closer to Mm. and have that level of closeness, proximity, is that the word? Yeah. Mm. Um, And just be closer to them and just think of all those things that can help you like make a friend like that's what everyone does when they first come to a new place like mm-hmm. find someone you can talk to I feel like from then you have someone you can have like you can talk to about it and it can lead to more friends and more people that you can mm-hmm. talk to about it and makes you more comfortable with the situation yeah it's a great point Amara and I think in addition to that um it's a it's a bit of a trial and error situation um, at the end of the day, we've got to take that risk to trust someone <laughs> and to, to risk being hurt or to risk um, yeah, being rejected. And it's, I think it's just the way life works when it comes to making friends. You, you've got to be vulnerable and take that risk to get to know someone. And you, you might get hurt. That's part of humanity. It's part of life in any age. Um, or it could work out to be a really great friendship. Um, yeah. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add, Georgia? You didn't say what, <laughs> what is it, Georgia? Tell us. Depending on share your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> depending on the um, situation, um, I think at the start maybe just let it. What the bully's saying, just just let it go in through one ear and out the other. Just know that you're better than that. And um, mm. if it does get progressively worse, maybe find someone who you can relate to, like what we've been saying all this time. Find someone who you can relate to, who has common interests, someone you can trust, um, and maybe someone on the same page as you. Because if you're talking to someone who hasn't gone through this or doesn't know how to respond properly to the situation, you might get yourself you know, deeper and yeah. more hurt. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's that's extremely that's extremely you know a fantastic point. It, it's hugely valuable to sort of to try and sort of you know take those risks and meet people. And I, just what I was saying before, I think we can all agree that bullying, particularly when you get older, particularly when you mature, because maturity seems to stand exactly against bullying and sort of petty hate mm. for no reason. Do you think uh, we can, we can probably agree that bullying is not a good look in adulthood? Is it someone who bullies and someone who seems to have that is generally sort of going to be further and further pushed away from the mainstream social groups, aren't they? Would you agree? Um, I'm not sure. What, what's the rest? What, what, what do you guys I, think? I would definitely agree with that, beca- with what you just said, Andrew, because, you know, as someone who experienced that, you know, in share housing, it, it has um, not so much, not necessarily emotional effects anymore, but more social um, effects. So I, I struggle a lot with, um, although people wouldn't, 
know it on air, but I struggle a lot with um, initiating conversation now. So I don't generally go up to people. Like, I I really struggle with it more than I ever did um, before. So that's that's probably a long-term effect. Um, and the other thing is is the like the way people now talk to me is, um, you know, people have to be very, very careful with the way that they talk to me because I can get, um, not so much easily offended, but I can get very nervous. So that's, you know, some, some of the effects that um, carry, you know, when it go when it goes into adulthood, like as we said before, it kind of you know stays with you, and people don't realize, you know, the long term effects. Mm. I'd I'd agree with that, um, Nathan. I had a, a a similar experience where I was bullied in high school, and it was a a false room that got spread around my year level, and I think I yeah, was I've been there. Funny enough, um, yeah, it was a really uh, bad false rumor that I had done something very shameful, which which I hadn't done, and it really affected me. Um, and at that time I became really quiet and I handled it really badly. So I didn't talk to anyone about it until years after it had kind of passed by and I kept it all, all inside. I just bottled up my emotions. Um, and I became a very, very quiet person because I didn't want to get hurt again. And I didn't know who I could trust in my year level. So I was very self-reserved, um, very quiet. Um, eventually, uh, I did come out of that when I, you know, made the decision that, you know what, I need to talk about this with with someone. And that was three years later. Um, and I opened up and said, look, this is what's happened. This is what I went through. And I cried and there was tears. Um, but there was such a sense of relief because I did open up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, um, in, yeah. So, yeah, I think it is definitely a good point to, to, to talk it out and to, to open up when you do go through a harmful experience. And it was hard. It was very hard for me to be that open and honest. Um, and I thought, geez, I'm going to cry. And then I started crying. Um, but it gives you such a sense of relief when you do do that. Um, and it is very, um, very helpful. Um, yeah, I was going to add something I forgot. Anyway, I think that's all I want to say. You're listening to Youth and Loud. Um, did you did you wanted to add something, Mara? I thought you wanted to speak. Maybe you were yawning. I don't know. I was thinking. Okay, that's all good. Um, do you want to? Yeah, go for it. If Why you want not? It. <laughs> on the edge. Oh, no, I was just going to say. I was going to say. Go for fourth course. I don't because I don't want to take up too much. I don't want to sort of interrupt the next question. I feel like this is going on a bit of a tangent, which is why I sort of hesitated. But I wonder. That's a really good example about the rumor because it brings me to an interesting theory. Do you think that a lot, a lot, a large part of bullying is not so much exactly what the bully is saying to you now, but how it'll affect your future? And so the worry about the rumor, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. I understand it's quite quite personal, but sure. the fear with the rumor is is you know wondering if people in the future will find out or wondering about how that'll affect your future relationships. Mm. You know, it's like if you mm. say to someone that's a stupid shirt, you can take the shirt off. But if it's something that's about your character or Just something about your reputation, shirtless. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Walk around shirtless. Not done that. Not done that ever since. So I haven't been bullied. So it's, it's so uh, why are you shirtless. I got bullied. <laughs> no. I don't get it. Fair why are you shirtless? It helps me manage. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that's advice, the answer, guys. If you get bullied, you Take off? No, I'm I'm joking. Don't do that. Take off your shirt. That'll be fine. Um, but it did, yes. Would you do you, do you sort of think that perhaps it is a worry about your future more than it is an actual sort of taking offence to your to your current? Mm, oh yeah, definitely. Because um, 
even in our day, like nowadays we've got technology and things can easily be found. Just even if you Google your name or if you Google an incident, things can be found. So if you if you're applying for a job or um or something like that, uh, people the people um like the managers, the owners, they can easily search your name up and see what what you're related to, um, uh, previous careers, what schools you've gone to. But yeah, it's it it would affect your um, your life really. Mm. Yeah, and I think um in addition to that um sorry do you want to say something? Um in addition to that I'm not sure sometimes so sometimes we just ask do you want to say something? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. Um in addition to that I guess when we do go through a traumatic or bullying situation um often it affects our our thinking patterns inside of our brains and we start to believe things about ourselves that aren't true. And we take those beliefs with us into future situations. Um, so just thinking about the situation when I was bullied in year nine, I honestly started to believe that I was not accepted by anyone. Mm-hmm. So I took that thought process into my future relationships. And because I believed I wasn't accepted, I didn't make the effort, as Nathan shared a little bit before, yeah. to, to make friends. Um, in conversation, I barely said anything because I was mm-hmm. thinking the whole time, I'm not accepted. What's the point of me uh, speaking and, and, and sharing if I, you know, if I'm not going to get accepted anyway? So I think in that sense, it can affect your your thinking yeah, patterns, which I, does affect your your, your behaviour in the future. And I think you get to the stage, you know, Peter, and you you probably went through this as well, where over a rumour, when you when you lose friends, you know, for, at least for a while, you start to think, you know, it, it's the end of the world, and and things like mm. that. And even for example, I was gonna with something we um chatted about before, you know, with regards to you know with the way technology is today and rumours, you know, I could if you know if I want I wanted to or even Andrew could you know I could have a conversation with them, record it, and you could cut it up to take it you know completely out of context. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Funnily enough, we're recording this very conversation at the moment. <laughs> um, so I guess there's just a question I wanted to ask to finish up. Um, two questions. You're listening to Youth and Loud. What There might be some people I'm aware who listen to this podcast and they might be currently going through a bullying situation um, to... Everyone in this room, what do you think we can say to those people to encourage them and to give them a sense of hope? Um, do you want me to? Okay. Well, definitely don't bottle up your feelings because that can that can definitely yeah, make it worse. Um, mm. If you're confident, speak to someone who you trust, or if someone, if your best friend has been nagging you, saying, "Oh yeah, go tell them that this is happening. Go tell them," you know, go go and. Go and speak to someone seriously, mm. and if you're not, I've I've actually seen some things online where they're totally anonymous and people have um, shared their feelings, um, shared uh, any problems that they've had, and they've gotten like really positive responses. So if if you're into that kind of stuff, you can do it. Just mm. yeah. Um, I feel like when it comes to bullying, lots of people should know that they're not the only ones going through it. Kind of like they're not alone yes Mm, um obviously it's something like maybe they might be the only one going through it around there but um they can really like relate to other people and maybe you can like talk to other people that are going through it and you guys can work through it together um uh, if if you're going (laughs) just do it if you're going through um bring it home bullying what i would say what what i 
the advice that I'd give you is that um, you should like just think as that that things will will things will get better as you grow older. You will mature and you will use you could use those the words that the bully is bullying you with to build your tolerance for things that are coming up when you're older. So mm. you can just use it and build your armor with it, and when you're older, you won't react to anything at all. So. And that was Georgia, Amara, and Andrew from Braybrook College, and Jack, Nathan, and the other Andrew from Sin Radio discussing bullying. Up next, we talk to Danny Levy from Project Rocket. Danny is a writer and content producer for Project Rocket, and offers valuable insights about the nature of bullying and how to respond to it. So the first question is, um, Danny, what what do you think are most are some of the most common ways that youth can experience bullying today in Australia? Um, so, for instance, cyberbullying or physical abuse or verbal abuse. Um, what do you think are some of the most common ways? Um, I think it's interesting because the way that um, young people can experience bullying has obviously changed with the rise of social media. So in our workshops, we do think about this whole idea of people being online and, you know, thinking that they can get away with being, like, extra harsh or having a sense of anonymity. So we do see a lot of cyberbullying happens online, whether that be photo abuse or abusive comments or, yeah, like, hateful messages, anything like that, or burn pages, which we see quite often on uh, platforms like Instagram. So we do see a lot of online um, bullying happen and people experiencing cyberbullying, but we know that it is still happening in in schools, in person, and that is that's something that hasn't um, hasn't really changed that much. Because I remember when I was in school, the way that it kind of played out was, you know, sometimes people get verbal comments or they'll get judgments made about them or like negative nicknames, physical violence. Um, can definitely happen. So there's so many different diverse ways of bullying, but the one that is definitely um, on the rise at the moment and has been really hard to deal with because it's all new technology is is definitely cyberbullying. So it can happen in a really varied kind of way. But, um, yeah, cyberbullying is a really big one because we are dealing with these new technologies. Um, so... Danny, what's some of the things that a young person can do if they do find themselves a victim of cyberbullying? How can they handle that situation in a healthy way? I think the biggest thing that we say in our workshops and we, we say that it's the most important thing that a young person can take away from them is, is just to reach out. Like, reaching out is so important and... Mm. It could be for, you know, any number of ways. You could reach out to a friend, so someone who you know and trust, um, someone that you can have a conversation with offline because that's really important to have face-to-face support, face-to-face conversations. Yeah. Um, reaching out to an adult is also um, really important. It could be a trusted adult, maybe not particularly um, a parent, but it could be a guardian or a family member or someone who is just a bit older that you can have a conversation with. But also it's really important that young people are aware of the different support networks that there there are out there. So reachout.com is a really amazing website that's got heaps of awesome information and resources for young people who may be experiencing bullying, maybe experiencing some hate online or offline or feeling really uncomfortable at school. It's a really good way of um, providing them with some really easily digestible information. But I think the biggest one at the moment is eHeadspace is... is turning into a really great platform, a great resource that 
young people who are experiencing some, you know, any sort of bullying or mental health issues can log on, they can get information about some steps to really get help, they can talk to counsellors online or even set up um, mm. a, a time to go and meet with someone face-to-face. And mm. I know for me, in my experience when I was in high school, um, when I was experiencing bullying and I didn't really know what to do and I was a bit embarrassed and I felt really powerless and it was just so hard, I didn't really know where to turn, but I ended up turning to Headspace and from my experience, it really does work having someone that you can, you know, check in with and they can give you lots of strategies, they can support you emotionally and it's, it's really effective. So I think Headspace is a big one, eHeadspace, and there are lots of other resources. But yeah, anyone who's experiencing bullying, we just encourage them, like, reach out and maybe it doesn't work the first time, but just keep, keep trying. Um, so you're saying that um, with Head Headspace they provide the one-on-one face-to-face um, counselling or therapy, but they also provide uh, an online platform where they can get um, counselling and support online. Um, that's what that's what you're saying. Yeah, so it's it's eHeadspace. So it's basically yeah. just um, really similar to Headspace, but just an online platform. So it's particularly good for people in rural, uh, rural or regional areas who may not have the means to get to a headspace centre which could be located in a more metropolitan area. So, yeah, there are counsellors literally waiting there at their laptop, waiting to have a chat. They can give advice on the next steps to kind of take to get some support and that kind of thing. And I think it's such a great outlet to have that online platform to get help because I imagine there might be some young people who... perhaps might be a little bit scared or a little bit timid to go to the face-to-face counselling session, but they do feel comfortable with an online platform. So I guess it gives access to them as a way to get help without taking that extra step. Um, would you say that's the case for some, some young people? Yeah, totally. And uh, we hear things like that quite often from young people, but it is really difficult because a lot of the times for particularly younger people, in order to get some sort of counselling support. They may need to talk to their parents about things which they could be uncomfortable with straight away. So eHeadspace is a good first point of call for someone who maybe doesn't have the confidence or um, doesn't really know how to go about asking for help face-to-face. And, you know, we we see that, you know, the anonymity online and, you know, instead of looking at someone, looking at a screen, it can, it can actually be really beneficial for someone who needs to have those conversations with someone without the fear of... Um, yeah, having it in real life, which can be really intimidating, and I can I can definitely sympathise with that. So, you're totally right. It's a really uh, having it online is a really good opportunity for people who might not have um, the courage straight away, which is totally fine to actually seek out help face to face. So, you're definitely right about that. Um, now, Denny, what what are some of the reasons that a young person might experience bullying? Um, could it be their um, ethnicity or their academic ability? Um, what are some of the main reasons that people um, get bullied? Yeah, so bullying plays out in so many different ways that we've, we've seen in high schools and primary schools. And unfortunately, um, quite quite a lot of it does come down to diversity in in any sort of way. So just differences in general, it could be something like someone's cultural background, religion, race, gender identity, sexuality, or it could be anything like they've got really different interests. As you mentioned, academic ability, so maybe, um, yeah, any sort of sort of disability going on with that or even someone's, you know, the way someone looks or someone's weight, someone's height. So it does often come down to a lot of diversity um, differences and I know when I was in high school a lot of bullying played out 
in in kind of conjunction with this social ladder and people who would pick on people who seem to be more vulnerable in order to kind of help their own um, popularity and reputation. So we do see it play out a lot in that kind of way. But I would definitely say that diversity and Diversity can mean so many different things, but diversity and differences in general are really big reasons why some young people are targeted. You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. If you'd like to find out more about the show, or if there's a topic idea you want to discuss, you can check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. Now, Denny, just wondering, are there, I guess, common reasons or causes behind the bullying? Um, So, for instance, um, do you find that the person who does bully someone is often going through their own issues and that could be a way of them to try and, I guess, gain some sense of control sense of control in their own lives if they're going through an issue? I'm not sure if that question kind of made sense, but I hopefully no, does. No, no, um, no. No, that makes sense, definitely. Um, in our workshops, we often have most conversations um, pointed towards people who are witnessing bullying. So... Uh, we don't really get the opportunity to talk to too many people who um, are going through certain things and might be taking it out on other people. But from my experience, I've noticed that um, people who are, you know, bullying other people or maybe giving someone else a hard time, it is it is quite common that maybe they've got their own things going on in their life. It could be issues at home. It could be issues with their self-confidence. It could be, you know, anxiety around popularity. There's so many different reasons why people might want to lash out at other people and, I think it's it's a really strong and brave thing to do to acknowledge that your behaviour might be hurting other people and to try mm-hmm. and figure out what that is. And again, that's when you know resources like eHeadspace and Reach Out could be really good because, yeah, it's it's really important that people can understand what's going on in their life, maybe understand how it's impacting the way they treat other people, and yeah, like make steps about it. But I think you're definitely right with people who are bullying other people and picking on people, it is it is quite common that maybe they've got their own issues going on at home. So we do try and be sympathetic with that, but also encourage them to understand how their behaviour might be affecting other people. Um, and then you mentioned before that you have a lot of conversations with people who witness bullying. Um, just mm. wondering what what, I guess, uh, advice would you give to a person who perhaps might witness a bullying situation at school? Um, how can that person best uh, support and help the victim? Yeah, totally. So we ask a question in every workshop at Project Rocket. We ask people, do you want to be part of the problem or part of the solution to bullying? And mm. often people are, you know on the side of things where they do want to be part of the solution, but they're just not sure how. So our workshops do give a lot of hot tips on how to stand up for bullying, stand up for yourself. But I think the biggest thing is a lot of people say, just rather stay out of it, it's not my business, that kind of thing. But unfortunately, that's actually been part of the problem. Mm. So if people experience bullying online, uh, sorry, if people witness, uh, witness people being bullied or, you know, see someone being put down, Ignoring it is really actually being part of the problem. So one of the biggest ways that we would recommend um, supporting that person is to reach out for the, uh, reach out to them and just let them know that 
if you see any sort of behaviour that you don't agree with, even just letting them know that you've seen it and that you disagree with it can be a really powerful way of making that person feel supported. I know when I was in high school, um, I had a couple people picking on me for a while and um, a boy in the year above who I barely knew actually reached out to me and said, hey, I've seen what's going on. Um, I really don't agree with it. And, you know, if, if you ever need a talk, I'm here. And we didn't really know each other that well, but I thought it was really amazing that he, he reached out to me. So I think the biggest thing is definitely reach out to someone who you know might be having a hard time, even if you don't feel that close to them. It can make a world of difference. But but also just, um, and there are so many different ways of doing it, and we, we do a whole lot, lots of workshops on different ways that young people can stand up for bully, uh, stand up for people who are being bullied. But yeah, like having the confidence to stand up for that person, making them feel supported, making them feel comfortable is a good way to make that, that person who's experiencing bullying feel empowered, but also to take the power away from the bully to show them, hey, this person who you're picking on because you think that they don't have any support, they actually do, and I don't think your behaviour is cool because mm. a lot of the times people who are bullying, maybe they're doing it, you know, they, they're doing it and if no one does anything, they'll continue doing it because they don't see that their behaviour isn't being accepted by anyone else. Mm. So so telling someone, hey, that behaviour is not really cool, by literally telling them or just by standing by the person who is experiencing the bullying, they can be really effective ways mm. of, you know, being part of the solution to bullying. Yeah. Um, now, I'm aware that uh, there might be some people, Danny, who listen to this podcast um, later on when we when we put it, online um, who might currently be experiencing bullying in their own lives. Um, What what advice would you give to these people? I think the biggest thing is, I mean, if I was to have a conversation with me in high school, it does get better. It really does. And it can get better if you reach out for support, if you tell people what's going on. And yeah, it will change. And also high school can be really rough for so many people, but Mm isn't the be-all and end-all. You know, you can reach out, you can, you know, ask some of your friends to, you know, really help you out and it, it will get better. Like, I can promise you that. And Yeah, and as you, as you mentioned that, as you were talking about, you know, the importance of reaching out and the importance of not being alone, I, um, I reflect on an experience that I had uh, myself when I was in high school where I was being um, bullied with a false, a false rumour that got spread around my, my year mm. level. And I think that reflecting back on that time, one of the mistakes I made was that I didn't reach out. And I, mm. I kind of just um, kept it to myself and kept it inside. But I found yeah. reflecting back on that, that that was quite suffocating because I had no, I had no release um, because I wasn't telling anyone what was happening until years after the whole thing kind of passed, like after I was out yeah. of high school. Um, yeah, it was just kind of flat and, and suffocated the whole time because I didn't take that step. But, you know, I think if I would have reached out and would have just opened up to someone and just let it all out, let it, all out it would have made such a difference. Um, yeah, so it, it is such an important point, I think. Um, I've heard that before as well, actually, um, not only with bullying but with other issues in life, whether it's um, drug, drug addiction or whether it's having conflict with a friend, um, because he had a fight about something. I've heard that, you know, often often reaching out and talking about it and verbalising what you're feeling and what you're going through is just such a helpful um, tool to, to handle the situation you're in. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it's it's really tempting and it is it is really easy to try and keep it inside and keep it bottled up and not reach out. And we do know that a lot of people 
do that because maybe they're not sure how to reach out or they're not sure what it's going to do or if it's even going to work. But, yeah, it is so important to not keep it inside and try and deal with it yourself. That brings us to the end of this episode of Youth and Loud. On this episode, you've heard from Georgia, Amara and Andrew from Braybrook College, Nathan, Jack and Andrew from Sin Radio, and Danny Levy from Project Rocket. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you felt concerned about anything you've heard tonight or it's brought up any issues, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 22 26 38. That's 1300 22 26 38. Or you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Thanks heaps to those who have been a part of this episode of Youth and Loud. And if you'd like to find out more, you can check us out on Facebook by searching Youth and Loud or flick us an email at youth at synradio.org. We'll see you next time on Youth and Loud.